you can actually use your own experiences in sport as a barometer for using in your Betfair trading. Hello, I'm Martin from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. I generally generally do most of the podcasts here. And what I want to talk to you about today is a fascinating subject. Again, we like to approach topics a lot of the time that no one else has ever talked about. I think that we're very much industry leaders in this way. We kind of pave the way for people. And I love that. I love doing that. That's kind of what motivates me. If you ever wonder, Martin, why do you get up every day and you know film these videos and do these podcasts before you start your day's trading? Then this will be the reason why. I love to kind of push the boundaries of knowledge and understanding into terms of Betfair trading because remember it is a new discipline right I know that it's been around about 20 years now but that is a new time if you talk about kind of global careers right 20 years is a very small amount of time and so 20 years basically we have we've just started to scratch the surface of what Betfair trading is and what it can really be and it's great to see so many people doing well from it we want to continue this we want to keep pushing that boundary we want to keep pushing people to improve as Betfair traders and that will always be my number one goal I will always tell you that as well I have absolutely no qualms about telling you that one thing you know about me I'm open I'm honest I'm very accountable as a Betfair trader and you are all kind of well a lot of you have been part of my journey for the past decade since I've started doing you know podcasts and videos and helping out on betfairtradingcommunity.com and training traders uh, which is another big part of what I do but it's key that we look at our own experiences in sport when we look at trading sport because it's very easy to bat them off it's very easy to think oh it doesn't matter that I used to play Sunday league because well this is Premier League football it's a totally different kettle of fish well yes and no Yes, it is in terms of the scale, in terms of the people watching, perhaps in terms of the pressure, although I feel like pressure can often be an internal thing and you can feel just as much pressure, you know, stepping up and and taking a penalty for England as you can stepping up and taking a penalty for your Sunday league team. It, It really is a state of mind more than anything else, in my opinion. And one of the things that I've noticed is that there's a lot of patterns between amateur sport and professional sport, and it's very easy for us to ignore them. But actually, I think it's very important as traders for us not to do that and for us to actually go, hang on, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to start to look at this. I'm going to start to try and understand this a bit more because this is how I can start to gain an edge. This is how I can start to gain an advantage on the rest of the market who we know aren't looking at this stuff at all. You see, we can use the things that we've seen or that have happened to us in sport in our trading. So let's get some examples because you might think, well, what exactly do you mean, Martin? And I'd understand that. Like I say, some of this is going to be advanced level thinking today, but that's kind of what we want to do, right? We kind of want to push the boundary. We kind of want to break free, want to break forward as Betfair traders. And I'll give you a first example I can think of that it comes from tennis where you can tell and this has probably happened to you in tennis when the momentum starts to go against you. And it's very, very difficult when a player, especially a player who's better than you, starts to really get into their groove and play better than you. You're then in a spot where you might have won the first set. And we see this a lot in tennis, don't we? Where, you know, in professional tennis, where someone wins the first set and then the better player starts to come on really strong. And 
it's almost like this juggernaut that's hard to stop. Think of some of the top matches you've watched in tennis where top players have come back and you've noticed a momentum switch. Well, this will happen in amateur sport all the time. And, and you see it and you feel it. Are you the perfect example? I played, um, when I was younger, I played the number one player in the county um, at junior level in a tournament. I got drawn against him in the first round, right? Great draw for me. I wasn't seeded. I wasn't particularly highly rated player. So I played him and miraculously won the first set. I think I won the first set on a tiebreak. So I think it was 7-6, right? So, you know, you're feeling good. You've won the first set. He then clicked into the groove and there was literally nothing I could do about it. You know, it wasn't even necessary that my level dropped. I think it pretty much stayed the same. I just think he started to click into gear. He then won the next two sets, six love, right? I didn't win another game. I'd won the first set. I did not win another game. And I could feel that happening. And I've spotted this time and time again in sport where you see someone win a first set or you see a team go 1-0 up in a football match and you go, wow, that was massively against the run of play. I think this other team's going to come back into it. And you get good odds on them doing so. But you can see that what's happened to you in amateur sport is what's then going to happen in professional sport. Remember, the two games are very similar. You know, just because it's amateur and professional, it's still the same. It's still the same court. You know, if you're playing tennis, it's still the same size court. It's still the same, you know, kind of environment in terms of you're playing the same rules, you're playing with the same balls, you're playing with the same rackets, right? Reality is, you're, you're, you know, pretty much everything you're doing is the same, just at a much, much lower level of quality. But obviously, you will see the patterns and you see it in tennis I've watched tennis matches and I watch a player win a set and I think they won that set against the run of play but if this player clicks into gear at all they're going to be in trouble and you can take advantage of that as a trader they're the kinds of things you should be looking out for you know when you see a football team get a lead in a match and then you see the other team start to click that's the moment to back the other team that's the moment to lay the team in the lead because you're going to get good odds to do so. We know that goals have huge, huge impacts on the odds in football matches. So if you get an opportunity where you know a team that you think's on top is losing, that's a great time to take on the team who's leading. So that's one example. Just you know, off the top of my head, that's one example. But there are plenty of others. So let's get into some of the other examples here. One thing that I've noticed is that you can, because of your play in amateur sport, you can kind of notice when someone's head is gone. You can kind of notice when someone's just either lost their confidence or they've just got too angry to carry on. And again, this is a good thing to be able to spot when you're trading. You know, if you're if you're trading football, if you're trading tennis and you're watching the match and you're going, that player's head has gone, then it's very difficult. It's very difficult as a tennis player when your head goes to get back into a match because the other player will just play steady tennis. If they've got any wits about them, they'll just play a steady, solid game from there on out. They won't take any big risks and they'll wait for you to play the stupid shot. And this has happened to me. This has happened to me many times. I start to lose my head in a tennis match and... 
it will be nigh and impossible to get that back for the rest of that match. You know, you might even need to just chill out till the next day before you feel ready to go back out on court and perform properly. Again, this is the same in the pros, and we see it time and time again. I mean, one great example of this is Nick Kyrgios, if you've watched him play. Now, when his head goes, his head goes, and he will literally pretty much tank the match at that point, but but often there will still be good odds on opposing him because he is one of the top players in the world. And it doesn't happen all the time and it probably doesn't even happen very often but when it does and I've watched matches like this with him playing and I go this is the time to lay him his head has gone and again that can be a really profitable angle to look out for when does someone's head go when they're playing now another thing that I've noticed from amateur sport that happens a lot in professional sport is the impact and this is more football related but the impact of substitutions the impact of taking players off and putting players on and just getting a sense for how a game's flowing because this substitution has impacted the game. Either your team starts to play better or they start to play worse. And I think in football, substitutions are not monitored enough by traders. I don't think traders take into consideration, oh, hey, this player's coming on. This could change the dynamic of the game and it could do. But we often ignore this. And really, we shouldn't because the impact one player can have can be huge. You know, because often when, when a manager makes a substitution, they make a tactical change as well. And again, there's a reason pundits always talk about tactics. There's a reason they talk about formation, styles of play, things like that. Because this stuff matters. Because this stuff matters. And as a trader, being able to notice that or even just go, oh, hang on, I was going to enter a trade, but I can just see they're about to make three changes. Well, I might want to see for the next minute or two what kind of impact that has before I now enter my trade. It's being aware of these things. And it's being aware of and going, hang on, yeah, that does happen. I've seen that happen in amateur sport. And I can see it happening in professional sport. Um, you know, red cards in football. Um, one of the most bizarre things you'll see sometimes is that sometimes a team with 10 men plays better. I don't know. Now, it's rare, right? Let, let's not get this wrong, because I think often there's a misconception about this. By far the majority of the time, the team with 10 men will struggle. But there will be times. And I'll give you a perfect example if you watched the game earlier in the season. West Ham at home to Chelsea. West Ham were being dominated throughout that game until they went down to 10 men, where I actually think they were a the better team for the rest of that game. And Chelsea offered nothing, which was really bizarre, because Chelsea had been able to seemingly cut through them at will, just without any end product, which is you know a typical Chelsea trait. But the amazing thing was that West Ham with 10 men played better. Moyes set up a pragmatic system. He tactically outmaneuvered Pochettino. And that was actually a masterclass in how to play with 10 men. If you ever need that for any reason to see a masterclass for how to play with 10 men, go and watch the last half hour of that West Ham v Chelsea Premier League game uh, at the start of this season. And... That will show you exactly why playing with 10 men, teams play better. Because occasionally they will. But you have to notice that. And I've been part of games like that. I've been part of games like that. Do you ever remember that drill where you did attack versus defence in football? And you could have an overload. But if you got 
three or four defenders who are really solid, it could be nigh impossible to break them down and score in those drills. And it was really frustrating because you're like, we're the attacking team. We should be able to score. We've got the advantage here. They're not even trying to go forward. We don't even have to do any defending whatsoever because they didn't have to do any attacking. Their skills were amplified because they're defenders. They wanted to defend. They enjoyed defending. And so it was very difficult to break them down. So that's another example of how something that you might have done or you might have realized figures into your game. The other thing is injuries. Now, players will play in nearly all sports, in professional sport, with some kind of injury. They'll all have some kind of niggle pretty much all the time. And it's very difficult to play at your best with these injuries. And different injuries impact you in different ways. But again... If you're someone who has experienced those injuries, you will know how much of an impact they will have on the game. You know, if you've, if you've hurt your hamstring in football, you will know how prohibitive that is. And you will also know how difficult it then is to get up to full speed when sprinting again without either tweaking again or having it in the back of your mind so that you're not running quite as fast. That is that is one that was a huge thing for me as an amateur athlete. That I tore my hamstring really badly, and I could never really get over that problem. Yeah, I kept having reoccurrences of it. Yeah, but there's different injuries, right? Maybe a pulled calf, another one in football, groin groin problems, which are an absolute nightmare, especially if you're playing tennis or football or anything like that. We have to do that kind of side to side push off with your groin kind of movement very very difficult to play with those injuries and again that's something to be aware of you know with football it's great go and look at the injury report and that will tell you You go well you know oh i can see the player i really like and this team's got a knock maybe i need to be a little bit careful about trading that team the reason we use this stuff the reason we use this information and there's many other examples i'm sure you can think of some listening to this podcast right now but the reason we bring this stuff to the fore is that this is the sort of stuff that bookmakers can't really ever pick up on. You know, they can have their fancy algorithm, they can have all that stuff, but they can never really look at the in-depth stuff that a human can think about. They can never really go, hang on, what about, I've just watched them and there's something doesn't look right there. That's not something that, uh, the, you know, Opta will be able to pick up. You know, now they might, you might look at their data later and go, oh, it does look like they're running slightly less. But I just mean in terms of the eye test, because... That's one of those things I think is underrated in Betfair trading. But just that ability to watch an event and go, I remember being in a situation like this, and this is how I responded, or I remember being in a situation like this, and this is what happened. Because remember, we're in a prediction game here. We're trying to predict the future, and one of the best ways to do that is using things that have happened in the past. And using things that have happened to us in the past is a very personal and very, I, I believe, a very strong way of doing this, like I say, the gulf between professional and amateur is not as big as we think. And I'll give you an example of this, right? When you watch a football match, or an American football is brilliant for this. If you watch an American football game, and you watch the commentary and all the jazz, pizzazz and all that stuff, you think, wow, this is just like, you know, this is so different to what it would be at amateur level. And it's the same with football. When you go, you think, well, Trafford, oh, Super Sunday, Sky, everyone pumping out the pundits. When you actually go to the ground, you can, at first it can be a little underwhelming because you don't have any of that. You're just literally watching 22 players kicking a ball on a pitch. Sure, it's in a stadium, but in essence, it's no different to watching a Sunday league game. 
in terms of what's actually happening on the pitch. Now, the pitch might be in better condition. The standard of football is, is very, very much higher. But the actual game itself, the actual rules themselves, this is always what interests me. It's the same. It's the same. So the only thing is the golfing class. That is the real big difference. The fact it's in a stadium, there's some atmosphere. And again, yes, maybe there's more pressure on certain players and there would be in, in a different amateur environment. But not if you're not a particularly good amateur player. Because you, if you're determined and you feel like you don't want to let a team down or you really want to do well, I, I believe the pressure can be very similar to that kind of pro level. Because pressure is not is not something that you can just measure by, you know, how big of a match it is in terms of what, you know, the, the public think. It's how big of a match it is in your head. And if you've been an amateur athlete, I bet there's matches, I bet there's moments, I bet there's times where that match to you has felt like the most important thing in the world. And that is a part of a journey. And so I really believe you can translate a lot of this stuff over to Betfair Trading, and that's the key. All right, guys, quite an interesting podcast today. A bit of deep thinking there, I know. But that's what we like to do, right? Because what I really want you to do is be the best trader you can be on Betfair. And I feel like sometimes we have to push the edge. We have to push the boundaries of this to do so. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, thanks for all the lovely messages you send, by the way, guys, about the podcast. It really does mean a lot. So if you are enjoying it, let me know. You know, And let me know what you enjoy because then I can formulate this towards you because that's all, this is for you, ultimately. This isn't, this isn't for me. I don't just come on here to have a chat for 20 minutes for myself every week. I do it to talk to you guys and to you know, help you as Betfair traders. All right, guys, hope you have a great week. But most importantly of all, I hope you make some money trading on Betfair.